Hello, this is Pastor Dan of Edgeboro Moravian Church, and welcome to this Worship by Phone recording posted during the week of Sunday, February 7th, the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany. Call this number back if you need to hear this recording again, and call back each week to hear a new Worship by Phone recording. Well, as we begin, we will begin with our scripture readings, and along with my voice doing some of the, the readings and the sermon and a closing liturgy, you will also hear the voice of Luke DiGiacinto. In fact, he will start us off with our first scripture reading, and then uh, you will hear him sing uh, two songs during this recording, too. So let us quiet our hearts for worship as we hear now our opening words from the prophet Isaiah. Our first reading today is from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 21 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught, and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. What do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right hand is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Our scripture reading, uh, our second scripture reading comes from uh, Mark uh, chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. Uh, as soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came and, and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her. And she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. 
In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring town so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Here ends our readings for today. May God provide wisdom and understanding to us all. been paying attention? 
Have you not been listening? Haven't you heard these stories all your life? Stories about how God is really big? To continue quoting Isaiah from the message translation, God sits high above the round ball of earth. The people look like mere ants. The plans that God has for the world are huge, just like God's creation, which means that there's a lot of work to be done. Naturally, it seems like the best disciples and saints and pastors and, and servants of God among us or those that have gone before us are those, uh, or those that are mentioned in the Bible are those that can constantly keep up and get the most done. It might seem that God holds us to immeasurable standards because of God's grand plans for the world. But after looking at today's scripture passages, well, there, there might be another way. From an early age, we are taught that God's got the whole world in his hands. And Isaiah's description of God that we read for today captures all of that in some beautiful words. The God who created the world has no equal and no equal to God's power. And yet has compassion on the world, God's own creation, almost as if it was God's equal or an actual part of God's self. So after God witnesses war and violence and sickness and sin happening to God's creation, God plans for peace and love and salvation, not just for a small group of people, but for the entire world. Jesus had a clear sense of these big plans that were in place, especially in moments like the one that we read today. Even when people are, are clamoring for his attention and his help, he must move on from that spot to continue teaching and healing and cover as much ground as he can. Now, this is, uh, this is passed to his disciples in, in their mission. Uh, they're disciples, meaning students, who then become apostles, meaning those that are sent they are sent to go to all places of the earth to make disciples of all nations of Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. These are really big plans and really big callings. And so we hear about these really big plans and callings and it might get into our heads a little bit somewhere, either in the forefront or maybe it's in the back of our minds that the more that we do because of these big plans that we are called to be a part of, the more that we do and the more that we say and the more scripture that we know and the more prayer that we pray, the better followers of Jesus that we will be. The more we do, the better we will be. So we look at the person who seems to have their hand in nearly everything in the church and the community and helping out in many different ways, or we look at the person who seems to be praying constantly, or we look at the person uh, who other people trust with their own issues and concerns, or, or we read about a person in the Bible, and we wonder, do we really stack up against them? Are we really doing enough? to be followers of Jesus. Now, it's one thing to challenge yourself 
when you feel like you have more time and money or knowledge or skill to give to your church or give to your community, to give to other people in order to do God's work, it's, it's one thing to think of this uh, as a challenge. And if you do have more to give, you are encouraged to do that. But it's another thing altogether, thinking that you need to do more just to be a follower of Jesus because then you get into the territory of overextending yourself and burning out, which can absolutely happen in the church even when doing God's work. Though God's plans are big and there will always be work to be done, constantly over-challenging yourself to do more and more and more is not a healthy image of discipleship. To remind ourselves of our limitations on a day-to-day basis, we will often say, you know, we're only human. So can we keep that idea in mind as we read scripture, not just for ourselves, but the people that we read about? Because that will teach us a different way of looking at discipleship. Bible stories are so well known that the people become immortalized along with the stories. And so sometimes we completely forget that they are human too. And so we overlook details that make their lives more relatable to our own than we often think. Like, for example, how in this story we find out that Peter is married. Peter is married. He has a mother-in-law. So now he's trying to balance worrying about and caring for his mother-in-law, all while his life doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon as he's learning the ropes of this new job as a follower of Jesus. This sounds an awful lot like something that perhaps many of us have already dealt with ourselves in caring for a loved one, caring for a mother-in-law. But had we not been reading with Peter's humanity in mind, we would have completely missed that apostles and saints like Peter had to take care of family situations too, just like we do. So let's remember that as we focus on Jesus in this gospel story, because Jesus is human too. And while focusing on that, we'll pick up on a very subtle but really important detail about how he went about living out his faith and doing ministry. So it comes in three of the verses that I had read earlier. They read, that evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Notice here that the whole city was gathered at the door where Jesus stood, and an entire city's worth of sick and hurt and possessed people were at his doorstep needing his help. But then notice how many Jesus healed. It says he cured many. It does not say that he cured everyone or all of them. He cured many, which tells me that for some reason, he did not heal everyone that needed healing in that moment. In that moment, even Jesus wasn't able to do everything. 
And even though there could have been more to do, and even though people were still looking for him to do more, he did not hesitate with his decision to leave that situation, to be alone, to stop there, and to move on to the next thing. So even Jesus was human. It should be worth noting that this does not reflect Jesus' disregard for anybody. He loved all of them in that crowd, don't get me wrong. But it should also be noted that he came back to, uh, to take care of other people as well in the verses that follow, the part that we did not read. But he was aware of something that made him have to stop where he was. He didn't solve that problem all in one sitting. He had to stop and leave that where it was to attend to something else. So even Jesus was human. So can we remember that? The next time we try to care for a loved one or our families or our church and regret maybe starts to sink in in the forms of statements like, man, I wish I would have done more or we should have done better. Can we show ourselves a little grace? Can we remind ourselves that even Jesus was human and couldn't solve all of the world's problems in one moment? Because we know that God doesn't just work by showing unmatched power in gigantic ways all the time. That's just the first part of the Isaiah passage and what Isaiah describes there. God works on micro levels too. After describing God as immensely powerful, Isaiah then goes on to say that God gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Much like what Jesus is doing by healing the sick in our gospel reading, person by person. Much like what we do when we feed those that are hungry or reach out to someone who is lonely. We're not solving the world's problems, but at least in our corner of the world, it's helping. Much like what people do around the world every single day in small and large and common and uncommon ways, God is working at micro levels through them and through us. So what am I saying through all of this? I'm not saying that we should not try harder to be disciples or that we should not challenge ourselves or not wonder what else we could be doing in the name of Christ or, or not be willing to evaluate our actions and work towards applying ourselves in certain situations. There's, there's wisdom in all of that. There's certainly a time and a place for all of that. But what I am saying is that scripture is reminding us today that there's also wisdom in showing yourself grace, in remembering that you and Christ are both human, in caring for yourself so that you're not overextended. God's plans for the world might be gigantic, but let's also remember how God works in small and subtle ways too. So let's trust that God knows that we are in fact only human and did not set before us unreachable and unrealistic expectations for us to live as disciples today. With grace for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters, let us do the work that we are called to do by our Savior as we are gifted and able 
in our corners of the world. Amen. Jesus' hands were kind, hands doing good to all, healing pain and sickness, blessing children small, washing tired feet and saving those who Jesus' hands were kind, hands doing good to all. Take my hands, Lord Jesus, let them work for you. Make them strong and gentle, kind in all I do. Let me watch you, Jesus, till I'm gentle my hands are kind hands quick to work for you we remember that jesus said as as i have loved you and also as as you have loved yourselves you should love others and love your neighbors in the same way and so as, as Jesus has plans to, to spread uh, the good news and God's plans for the worlds among the worlds, we know that we are a part of that. And we remember that. And we remember that as we, as we care for ourselves, let us also care for the world in the same way. And so here is a portion of our liturgy of evangelism to close our worship service for today. And Luke, if you would join me. Throughout the ages, God's call to mission summons a response. We affirm our heartfelt yearning to reply. God asks, whom shall I send and who will be my messenger? And like Isaiah, the answer flows from our soul and forms on our lips. I will go, send me. God, our Redeemer, we share a longing to minister as partners together with you and each other. Our desire is shaped by your will, our commitment molded by your covenant. We dedicate ourselves again this day. We accept the challenge joyfully to proclaim Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We covenant with you to be loving instruments of understanding and forgiveness among those to whom you send us. We promise anew to be living invitations for others to meet you as Lord and Savior. We press on with resolve so that your word may spread rapidly and you may be glorified everywhere. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve in the name of our Lord.